Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com slash breadbox. One, two, three, listen. Welcome to the Shoot the Shiitake podcast with me, Father Leo Padalingug, a Catholic priest on a mission to bring people of all different backgrounds together, to learn to love, to respect, and to listen to each other. Even if we disagree, we've got to be willing to listen to each other as God does with us and as God calls us to do with each other. And this isn't a podcast about getting into the deep technical things of the spiritual life, but rather to make it more practical. And the best way to do it is by listening. And this week, we have the opportunity to listen to Bishop William Byrne, who is the 10th bishop installed in the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts. This will be the first time ever I've interviewed a bishop. So this is going to be exciting as a deep dish discussion. And if you enjoy this conversation in all of our shows and want to support us, simply go to platinggrace.com and just click on donate or better yet, become a part of the Academy. There with a small monthly donation, you will get access to premium content and special perks. But for now, enjoy this deep dish discussion with me, Father Leo, as I jump into it and shoot the shiitake with Bishop William Byrne. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, Father Leo. You heard it in the intro. This is the first bishop that I've ever shot the shiitake with, but this is <laughs> going to be a unique experience. He is not only a seasoned priest having multiple positions in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., he's also an author and columnist and also YouTube personality, author of this fantastic book, Five Things with Father Bill. I think they need to update this. It's His yeah. Excellency, <laughs> Most Reverend William Byrne. And, uh, and we're going to get into all of this right now. But he was also appointed a missionary of mercy. And then recently, at least in December of 2020, he was consecrated as a bishop the 10th. Excuse me. He was appointed on October the 14th and in December 14th at St. Michael's Cathedral, he was installed and ordained as the 10th Bishop of Springfield. And on top of that, we know each other from seminary. So Bishop, for a long time, we've been friends, Father Leo. Yes, thank you for saying a very long time. <laughs> long and, time. You have hair, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but you're doing amazing things. I'm sauteing <laughs> onions on TV. Okay. <laughs> now, Bishop, I got to ask you, many people don't realize this, how did you get the call to become a bishop? And when I say call, I'm not saying you didn't become a priest in order to be a bishop. You became a priest to be a priest. Tell us how that process worked. So I got a, I was October 2nd, Feast of the Guardian Angels. And I was, a receptionist was out at my parish in Our Lady of Mercy in Potomac. 
and I was waiting for an appointment. And so I just was sitting in the receptionist desks um, when my cell phone rang with a 202 number, which is Washington, D.C. And if you don't know it, I don't pick it up. So I was like, oh, and if it's real, it'll be real. And it came up to a voicemail. And then um, so I listened to the voicemail and it's a, uh, a man with a French accent. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That's so it says, Father Byrne, this is Archbishop Christophe Pierre. Uh, would you please call me at your earliest convenience? Wait, hold on a second. That is fantastic. You could do a voiceover. That there is you absolutely a, That was <laughs> really be good. my second career. We need money in the diocese. Maybe I'll put myself out there. And the um, and so I I my hand started to shake. And I, like you, am a cook, not as good as a cook, I'm sure, but I'm sure he was not calling me for my Alma Tritiana recipe. And so I called him back and he said, the Holy Father, first he was kind of chatty, like, nice weather we are having today, don't you think? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, really great. And then he said, the Holy Father has appointed you to be the Bishop of, and then he paused, like, drum roll. Uh, and he said, oh, Springfield in Massachusetts. So out of nowhere, uh, all of a sudden I was heading north. And now, within an hour, within a half an hour, the Bishop McManus, who was the administrator, had organized the whole thing. Like, this is going to be your ordination date. This will be the announcement date. Um, and and the hardest part of the whole thing uh, was keeping my mouth shut for 12 days. <laughs> we know you. That was a yeah, miracle. <laughs> uh, exactly. I wanted to get up. I'm a proclaimer, okay? <laughs> now, I do have to ask you, did you expect this? Because a lot of people don't understand the inner workings of the church. So you get to dish a little bit of the inner workings. Did you even know you were a candidate? For I, I, No. I mean, people, have, people say to you certain things, but they don't. Nobody knows anything, you know? And so somebody would say, you know, like old ladies will say, oh, you should be a bishop or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and um, and so it was it was it comes out of the blue. Yeah. Um, so there's nobody leaking the message to the press or anything like that. And we have to also just let people know, because many of these people might not understand, again, not only the inner workings of the church, but the fact that when you're ordained a bishop, that is not a cushy position. Granted, <laughs> he gets the best seat in the house, but yeah. that it's not a recliner. It's not no, a lazy boy. Uh, no, it's not a barca what, lounger. Yes. What were your first thoughts? I mean, did you have to, I mean, did you take your pulse? Did you, what did you do? Yeah. I mean, my first thoughts were that I was going to be moving permanently away from my home in Washington, D.C. I'd gone to college at Holy Cross up here, not about 40 minutes from where I am now. Um, but I hadn't really ever thought that I would ever leave my seven of eight kids all live within fighting distance. And um, my mom's God bless her still alive. She'll be 98 um, in, a, in about a month and a half um, still completely with it. But it just, I was like, wait a second, I'm going to pick up my deep roots and plant them somewhere else. So I think that was sort of the, 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 that was the sort of the biggest shock of the, of the whole process that it was forever. So sad, excited, humbled, 
kind of like, yeah, I made it. I mean, what, <laughs> what, were, what were some of the initial thoughts? And honestly, I mean, again, I think one of the struggles in the church, Your Excellency, is that people have sometimes either platformed priests and kept them at a distance, or maybe the priests have distanced themselves. They forget that we're very human. They forget right. our absolute humanity is like what everyone else goes through. You hear this news. What was the human, as I knew you then, Bill Byrne? Now you're Grace, Bill Byrne. I was, my, honestly, it's a great question because my first thought was, okay, I, this is what I'm being asked to do. Like there was no I made it or anything like that. I was like, you know, because it comes, it's so out of the blue. It's not like you apply for it. It's not like you do anything. It's a lot like that sort of Pauline moment where he says, and now I'm supposed to go to Macedonia. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, he's never been to Macedonia and he heads out to Macedonia. And so there was a lot of that feeling of like, you know, so the first thing you do, I think almost without even instinctually is you go over to the Blessed Sacrament and you get on your knees and you're like, okay, I'm here. I, I, this is, I have no idea what this is going to look like or be like. Um, and and then the the details of 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 transferring you know moving out of one place saying goodbye in the midst of COVID, getting ready for an ordination, all of that stuff. But I, even though it, it it should have been overwhelming, it really wasn't. There's like there's been this sense of like this feels right uh, all along the way, mm -hmm. and the people here in um, the diocese of, in this Western Massachusetts. It's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely people, not Macedonia. No, it's not Macedonia. Uh-uh. <laughs> and they have, but it's, uh, and there's some really great Italian markets, by the way. We'll come up for a visit. We <laughs> will get to La Mensa, Subitissimo Eccellenza, which means uh, we'll get to the food and the meal part quickly, Your Excellency. But I do have to ask, you know, if you were the Holy Father, would you appoint Bill Byrne, Father Bill Byrne, <laughs> to this? <laughs> and then, I mean, and I'm, I want you to get into his mind because obviously it's impossible to do, which is what makes this fun, the show fun. You're kind of looking at the fact that you are now a bishop. You are going to be calling men to orders. You are now a bishop that was called to a unique situation. What do you think the Holy Father was looking for in you that you might not even know you had? Right. I well, one thing is is that currently we have no seminarians for this diocese, uh, which is kind of a symptom of some uh, places that really need a lot of love in the heart of this church. And you know, I'm not the smartest guy on the block, or the certainly not the best looking. Um, <laughs> I do make a great Alamatriciana, but other than that, but I think that the sort of combination of gifts of like, I, I have a whole lot of joy. And I have an abundance of hope. Like I'm always the guy that's like, oh, this is a great opportunity. You know, let's go, let's go rah, rah, rah. Um, and I think that's maybe what the Holy Spirit felt that the church in Western Massachusetts needs. That's um, really great. Because uh, I, I do remember at one point it was just Billy Byrne. Now it's mm -hmm. Father Monsignor, now Bishop. Uh, never a Monsignor. Never, never a Monsignor. Oh, you, wow. Oh, I thought that you were Monsignor Byrne. No. Well, they oh. do that in the title in the Italian when you're announced. But that's what they call bishops anyway. Or bishops oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I always remembered you as being joyful. I've got to ask you, 
especially in a time like now when the good news is kind of limited in its ability to be proclaimed. I'm not saying that it's not, but sometimes we feel it's limited. How do you stay happy in all of this? Holy hour. A holy hour. Do share. have to do... People don't know what that is. You have to do get up. A holy hour means I go in front of the Blessed Sacrament for one and solid hour every day. And I sit there. It's how I begin my day every day. Well, I don't begin my day. First, I take my dog out. I have a dog named Zelly, a black Labrador retriever. Zelly and I, she's got some stuff to take care of outside. And we walk around and I play, throw the ball for her and get her tired out, which is pretty hard to do when it's 17 degrees in Springfield, Massachusetts at 5.45 in the morning. They're like, yeah, okay. We get, so, but I have to get her a little tired out. So then I go in and I make a big, I make a pot of tea and I go up and I have a beautiful chapel here. Um, but I sit in front of the Blessed Sex, the Lord in the Eucharist in my chapel and I do my office and then read the readings, read the scriptures, read um, some spiritual reading and then spend time just in the quiet friendship with the Lord. So that in, and and I just wrote a letter to all my priests here, inviting them to do that. Maybe not in the same schedule or the same time, but that all of us, that the source of joyful priesthood is prayerful priesthood. And so um, I chose as my motto uh, in in Spem Vivon, into a living hope, which is from the first letter of Peter, number one, three, and to a living hope, we've been born through the resurrection of Christ. And it's like, okay, so we have a pandemic, but you know what? There was an empty tomb. He won. Hello. <laughs> this is all, this is, we're just working out the details. All yeah, right. That's right. Uh, well, I'm going to work a detail here. I want five details for people in today's world with the busyness, with the COVID, with the limitation to get to church and real accessibility to the sacraments. Obviously, not everyone has the pleasure and the privilege of having the Eucharist in, you know, in reservation in their own home. They're not allowed to do that. So what are going to be five, perhaps, I'm catching you off guard here, but I know you can do this, five things that people need to do in their prayer life to stay happy? Yeah, the Eucharist helps us. It doesn't, Jesus doesn't need the Eucharist to come and be in our hearts. So, um present, being present to the Lord in some conscious way, intentional way in your day. And for me, I kind of over 30 years built up to the hour, but it wasn't like I sat down my first day in seminary. It's like, oh, great, an hour, you know, start with a holy 10 minutes, seven minutes um, and and read the readings of the day. So being present uh, in a prayerful way to the Lord. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, Father Leo, if you walk into a, when we could walk into malls or the grocery store and there was a, and you heard, suddenly noticed a song you really loved um, on the music. But before that song, you hadn't noticed that there was music. And God's music is completely like this beautiful symphony is playing all around us. And prayer is just like stopping to notice it and to see where the God winks have been and how he's trying to, to um, talk to you, see where your heart's been moved in that day. Um, and I also, I highly recommend, I think you've got to say a rosary every day. Um, I usually do that with a doggy walk. It's my multitasking prayer. It's in the car, it's in the thing. So uh, once you finished your Shoot the Shiitake podcast listening, 
then you can turn your ears as you pull out the beads. Um, I think that one of the things that I have found the sort of maybe a greater challenge was that I suddenly in the first time in 20 years of living by myself, it's me and the dog. So I'm used to having parochial vicars. I'm used to having seminarians. I'm used to having people to have dinner with and that kind of stuff. And so being in a strange town with pandemic, um, I, one of the things I've been doing is like these sort of zoom evening chats. So connect in whatever way you possibly can. Um, and, uh, and the thing is, is I think also to, to the, all of those things lead to, um, you have to trust that, that no matter what's going to happen, God has it for the good. Um, and so even if it's, he's permitted something that's hard in your life, we can use that to glorify God. You know, that's what he's given it to us for these challenges, not just the good days or beautiful days or, um, but when things are rough, then that's also, he's allowed that to happen so that we can glorify. So that's four. The fifth one um, is to listen to Shuta Shiitake often. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. There you go. Well, you know what? Part of it is you're absolutely right. Just keep having conversations with people mm -hmm. because I think conversations lead to conversion. And even though it's been uh, several years since we've actually sat at the table, I think the last time we connected was at someone's shore home near Annapolis and you made, uh, you made a seafood boil. And it was delicious. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I remember that very particularly. So I'm going to think of seafood boil and think of you. But, Yum. you know, Bishop, when you get to this diocese, um, people don't realize that it is a transition. It's like getting married, getting a new job and moving into a new home all at the same time. And mourning the loss of something that's passed which was beautiful and good, your parish right. experience. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of emotions going on. What right. were the first things you did to kind of say, all right, I got to get to work? <laughs> well, one of the things that I had a week, um, I, one of the things that I did right away is I, I wanted to get all my pictures. I wanted to get everything, all my clothes in the right drawer. I wanted to get everything up on the wall. I wanted it to feel... I wanted to nest really basically so that it felt like home. And so that when I had family come up and the friends that could were allowed, could make it to my ordination and they came into the house and I especially did it cause I didn't want my mom to be like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. You're living in the boxes. <laughs> and so I wanted to feel like immediate home, but it was also for me. Sure. Um, so that it was, it, it just felt like a place where I lived. Um, and then the, the once that, but that was all done by the time I was ordained. And the Lord has been very clear to me that my number one job is to fall in love with this place and the people. Mm. And so I've been getting out, you know, we're limited in what we can do. I've been going out every weekend and saying mass in two, three, sometimes four parishes. Um, but during the week, I've been getting out and, you know, meeting the young guys um, I did a hike with one last week. I'm going to do one this Saturday. I'm having a cigar with uh, another guy on, um, you know, on Monday, just trying to get out as much as I can. The, the, the chancery is a bit like 
quicksand in the sense that it tries to like keep you in here. But I've been very clear that I'm not called to be bishop of a desk. Yes, so I'm gl- grateful to hear that because you know we're with the Holy Father saying that we've got to be missionary disciples. Missionary implies getting out, being right. sent into the world. Now, being sent to Springfield, Massachusetts, and you kind of acclimating yourself. What do you suspect you are going to do to take care of yourself? What's going to be the fun? that Bishop Byrne has in Springfield, Mass? So one of the things I've done just on a very practical level is uh, I have a train, I got a trainer right away so that I would have some accountability and discipline in my, because uh, it's pretty easy to like, just say, oh, what a day. And I'm going to go plop in front of TV or whatever. So that I would have- Don't some- judge, don't judge. <laughs> I said it'd be easy. I didn't say it was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But um, so just from that practical, like healthy mind, healthy uh, body. Um, and then when, and I've luckily I've had, um, I've had some visitors. I just had uh, uh, some priest visitors a couple of weeks ago. And then a uh, buddy of mine, former parochial vicar, who, uh, uh, who's now in our seminary came up for a couple of days just to get away. And so that's been kind of nice. He's had sort of periodic people to, um, to host and to go explore. Mm. Um, and the process of getting to know the priest. So I've really enjoyed like going for hikes and then when them get nicer there. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Start exploring some golf options. Oh, okay. Good for you. Mm. And obviously you are a fantastic cook. And, uh, you know, lover of the culinary arts. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good restaurants in that part of the world. We know that. Right. Now, what are some of the challenges, not saying particular to your diocese, because we don't want to let anybody know what those particular issues are. But I'm just here to tell you, folks, every church has issues because we're all made up of humans. Mm-hmm. But what do you think are going to be some particular challenges in your own heart and mind that says, gosh, this is not an easy part of being a bishop? Yeah, and I think that, you know, the Northwest was particularly, the Northwest part of the United States was particularly hard hit by the abuse scandals. Um, and it's sort of an ongoing uh, issue. And and here in this diocese, there's been uh, two of the bishops that have uh, accusations against them, one uh, very credible. But, and so people, people have been hurt by that. They don't trust they don't feel that there's been transparency. So, um, so my sort of two, two important goals are transparency and communication. Uh, radio silence is never a good idea. So uh, we're, we're just working to try and rebuild. I know God's not done with Western Massachusetts. He's, he is, loves and suffers with these people. And I want to make sure that they they catch the infectious joy of being a disciple. I mean, it's one of the, you know, original Catholic kind of center places. You know, I know that right. there were Protestants mm-hmm. there, but Catholicism had a very big stronghold there. And you talked about transparency and communication, which kind of makes me ask, how did you get involved in doing a lot of the social media YouTube personality, the whole five things column that turned into a book, by the way, which you can get. It's uh, it's with Loyola Press. 
and five things with Father Bill, now Bishop Burn, Burn, hope, humor, and help for the soul. You know, being public in non-traditional ways like that kind of opens you up to some criticism. Trust me, I know that myself personally. Yeah. Don't you think it is necessary? I'd like to hear your take on the public nature of you personally doing things a little differently. Well, I mean, it's the way, you know, when, when St. Paul picked up a, a quill or whatever he wrote his letters with, a, you know, a tablet, or um, he was doing something and wrote a letter. People are like, oh, wait a second, we just got a letter from Paul. That's wild. Um, and then you go through, you know, like, who was it, Pius the Eleventh? I think? The first, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's worth Googling of when he goes and does the first radio broadcast of the Pope. And, you know, he pulls up with like, there's ostrich feathers and people carrying him in on a chair. <laughs> and he like leans out and like, hello. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it's like, okay, well, we're, and then Fulton Sheen and then, uh, Father Leo Padlinghan, the all the great communicators, through the all ages. the greats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so it's just a matter. I mean, it's not it's a not an it's not an if we should do it. It's like we have to be communicating. Those when the seminaries closed, and I was down in, uh, at Our Lady of Mercy, they farmed out the seminarians. They didn't want them um, just living in uh, in like at home, they wanted them in a setting where there would be mass and all that kind of stuff. So I had three guys, uh, three millennials, and they were, when they weren't doing stuff, they were on their, like staring at their phones and they were doing YouTube and, and, um, and I was like, well, th that's how we need to reach these people because this is what they're staring at, especially our young people. So instead of trying to tell them they should be reading, you know, uh, the brothers Karamazov. They we need to like we figure out how to get in that screen, yeah, so that we can bring Jesus in there. So where did the five things come from? Hey, tell me about the origin of that. Why not eight? Why not ten? Well, five. I you know in the book I talk about it was a number I always liked, and yep. I thought, well, five fingers, um, and it's kind of enough that you can get meat, but not get nauseous because Correct. it's too much, you know. So it's a digestible, and the book is each chapter standalone. Each one you can just pick it up and open it wherever, and it's it's its own thing, and it's five things, and it's uh, and so it's meant by its very nature to be um, uh, like light enough in its approach, but deep enough that you walk away being fed with something. I love it. I mean, because they they say you should have five small meals a day. You know, we as priests right. we pray five times a day, the liturgy yeah, hours, uh -huh. uh, five decades of the rosary. I, so I, I love this idea because it is just enough, you know, that you don't feel like you have to devote so much time, but you can literally right. take this into the chapel. You can even pray it, you know, mm -hmm. and get a little bit of humor. Let's talk, you know, just one last question here before I get to the big, big question. The, the humor part, I've always found you to be kind of hysterical, to be honest with you, like, like there were things that you said and did that just, I don't know, like make my side hurt. Like, how do you get funny? How do we kind of encourage a sense of joy, a sense of humor in a church that is just so, so serious sometimes? They don't look like they're in, they look more constipated than holy. 
How mm. do we get to the point where we can just laugh and enjoy and celebrate the good news? Right. And, and I don't think that, you know, I think we have this mistaken idea of what holy looks like. You know, if you just look at, um, you know, we have this, there's a hallway connected to a center over in our cathedral. And that's where I throw the ball on really cold mornings to the dog. And there's these stained glass windows. Um, <clears throat> and each from, I don't know when they're from, like the 20s or 30s or uh, they're old, like 100 years old. And everybody in them looks kind of miserable. You know, and we had this like idea of what holiness should look like. Um, but I think part of it is also making sure that you don't take yourself so seriously, because that's what, you know, that's what sort of the backwards pride where we either think about ourselves negatively or, uh, and, and also I think a, along with that is, and the way to that is, is gratitude, an attitude of gratitude. It's got to be, if you think about every single thing we have and are and whatever, all comes from grace, then, then you can't help but like laughing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. As we kind of bring this shoot shiitake to a close, this deep dish discussion with Bishop William Byrne, the 10th Bishop of the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts. I just have one last question to ask, and I do this with all my guests. We know each other, but we haven't really stayed in contact with each other. I've kind of always paid attention to him from afar because I kind of knew he was going to be a bishop. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that right now. Bishop Byrne, what can I do to be of help to you? Well, I think you can keep doing what you want to do. And when we can get back together, come on up and do your, do your thing up here. Uh, it'll be fun to have you. Oh, well then guess what? I'm booking my ticket because I'm getting a little <laughs> tired of just doing zoom. And more importantly, I, I think we need to incarnate our faith again in the mm -hmm. flesh. While I appreciate right. the virtual, as you heard Bishop Burns say, he's getting out. He's right. meeting people. He's being physically present to the Lord. That incarnation right. is very, very true. And you can so. do that. You can be face to face. It's just six feet apart. It doesn't mean it, we can still do this. I don't understand why we can go through, you know, the grocery store, but then somehow people say you shouldn't go to church. It's like, hello. I, this is uh, another conversation we will have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but it's I very need, true. I'm a grocery guy. So I was in the grocery store the other day, Father, and I'm sitting there. I'm in a my parka's all up. I've got a hat on. I've got the mask and I'm trying to decide which zucchinis I'm going to cook up. And this guy looks over me and he says, you do your own grocery shopping. I like that. <laughs> but as you know, you got to pick out your own zucchinis. You got to pick uh, out your own so, zucchini. <laughs> you got to get out. I mean, I think we have to not be afraid to just be safe, be smart. Yeah. Be out of your house some. Yeah, listen, as a Catholic church, we kind of know how to do health care. We started it. Right. We know how to do yeah. education. We started that too. Right. You should trust us a little bit that if we're open, it's for a reason. Right. So and it's come. Uh, listen, I got to tell you, Bishop Byrne, thank you for taking the time. I know you're incredibly busy for you to take some time and just to shoot the shiitake it's great with to me. be here with you. But more importantly, probably. how can people stay in touch? How can they find you? How can they get the book? Okay, so the book you can get at Loyola. You can get it on Amazon. Um, Dio Springfield is our website. We're just really working. I've only been here a month, but we are working on getting our social media um, 
advanced a bit. And we were going to have a meeting on that uh, this afternoon, actually. But it's starting to snow here. Go figure. Uh, so as to keep people, and I wanted an in-person meeting. So as to keep people uh, engaged, we're going to put it off a week. But um, And if you have ideas, send them on into the um, our communications office. Because we're going to start doing some more five things. Five things, videos and um, things like that. So I love most it. importantly go and do some prayer and say one for me and Father Leo. I love it. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, when I come back, I'm going to give you my carryout order. What are some of the things that I learned that I need to carry with me after my deep dish discussion with Bishop William Byrne? We'll be back for more Shoot the Shiitake in just a moment. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, Father Leo, as I want to thank our special guest, Bishop William Byrne, the 10th Bishop of the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts, my very first bishop ever to kind of interview for something so casual as Shoot the Shiitake, because most bishops would be kind of a little bit more formal. They would want to kind of have a pronounced statement, the questions in advance, because you got to be careful as a bishop. You got to be careful as a priest. But guess what? You also got to be careful as just a Christian. And we also have to know that we shouldn't make careful what's, what stunts us in becoming fearless in our words. And so here are some of the takeaways that I have. Five things. I love it because it's just enough. You can hold five things in your hand. Maybe we can do that five times a day. What are going to be the five things you do to make God present in your life for others. In fact, that's actually one of the spiritual disciplines we have in my institute. It's called the spirituality of the three fives, three, uh, three things. So prayer, attitudes, and actions. And each of these prayers, attitudes, and actions have five particular components. These are great. So one thing I'm going to carry away, make sure I'm practicing the three fives, three, uh, excuse me, five good prayers, five good attitudes, five good actions. The second thing that I get from him was that it's so great to know that friends are bishops. <laughs> I, I might need his protection at some point, but just to know that I knew him when, and to see that kind of growth, not just in his holiness, but in his, uh, in his office and in his even personal maturity and, and just desire to love the Lord. In other words, it's great to know that people continue to grow. And he said it, even though he's a bishop, he's got a lot to learn still. That's why he's taking the opportunity. So that's another thing that I'm carrying away from this conversation. And then a final thing is this whole understanding of joy. I've always known him to be a very funny guy, very joyful guy. Doesn't mean that he can't be serious, but this whole notion of us believing in the good news, if you don't believe in it, then why profess it? I think what we've got to do is a lot better job of showing the good news of our faith. So this is my carryout order as I once again thank you for listening and thank my special guest, Bishop William Byrne of the Diocese of Springfield in Massachusetts. And if you enjoyed this conversation and want to support us, make sure you again go to platinggrace.com and click on donate or better yet, become a member of the Academy. You can go to academy.platinggrace.com just click on a subscription that you can offer monthly. And with that, you get access to amazing premium content as well as special perks. You help us, 
we help you. And in the meantime, thanks again for listening. And between now and the next time we shoot the shiitake, stay hungry for God. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.